0: Welcome back, Go Church family. I'm Lara. I'm here with Pastor Matt Hattaba. Hey, everyone. And Gilbert. Hey, everyone. First Hi. The Lord. We're so glad to be back. We're excited for our final week of Complete Unity.
1: Where did it go? Where did the time go? Flu.
0: Yeah, this is... I, I know that our podcasts have been long, but there's never enough to say about yeah. this about this truth, yeah. you know? Because this is... The nature of God this is who God is God is love and when we see him for who he is then we can really see ourselves for who he's made us to be and how he expects us to be and how to operate in his method and this is actually what we're talking about all month and this is what we're homing in on this this week so all month we've talked about complete unity perfect unity and in week one, we talked about unity with God the Father. In week two, we talked about unity with one another. And this week, we're going to talk about unity bringing results. And And so this is, this is it. I, I just said it, but I'll say it again. Once we see who God is, once we see who he made us to be, then it gets easier to operate in the method that he's called us to operate in, which is... The method of love, the method of unity. And we're going to see that uh, this week. We're going to talk about it in our girl groups and we're, we're going to talk about it right now. And so I want to read um, I, w- I want to read our key scripture actually. In John chapter 17, I'm going to read verses 22 and 23. And I'm going to read them in the Passion Translation. So John 17, 22. This is Jesus praying, and He's praying about us. He's praying for us, literally, for all those who would believe in Him. So verse 22, For the very glory you have given to me, I have given them, so that they will be joined together as one, and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you have sent me for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me wow yeah. praise the lord so yeah. <laughs> i don't know this is so rich I, I don't know what to say where to begin i mean he
1: starts by saying the glory that you gave me that's that's isaiah 61 yeah the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me, <laughs> glory to God, to preach the gospel. The anointing, the empowerment, the supernatural equipment, the fullness of the Spirit, the glory of God that is is is. Uh, on Jesus is on the body of Christ, yeah, well, wow. that glory, yeah so that, that they will glory. be joined
0: together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy
1: <sighs> yeah, hallelujah, mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, let that verse uh let that verse wash the world off of you, hmm. let that verse wash the the way the world has taught you to see yourself. This is the prayer of Jesus, and this the fulfillment or the answer to this prayer is in your new birth. Yeah. yeah. Glory to God. Yeah.
0: Yes. So I want to home in on this uh, specific fi- specific line that Jesus says, and the world will be convinced that you have sent me. So in. In the New King James Version, it says that the world may know that you have sent me. You know, this is what it's all about. This is the heart of God now becoming visible. And this is what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about unity bringing results in the world. Remember last week, we mentioned John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. And that is the new commandment. Jesus says, a new commandment I have given you that you love one another as i have loved you and this way all will know that you are my disciples because you have loved one for another and in this action of love in this um, constant nature of god that we exercise people start seeing jesus yeah you know people start seeing who god really is and who you know who he's made us to be so I wanna, I wanna go and read this passage in John chapter 15. Again, I'm gonna read it in the Passion Translation. I encourage you to go through John chapter 14 through to 17 in the Passion Translation and really see uh, this truth uh, through the eyes of the translator of the Passion Translation because they just there's so much there about unity with God, about unity between Jesus and the Father and between us and the Father through Jesus. So John chapter 15, I'm going to start in verse 1, and I'm going to start reading. "I I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my Father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are Powerless.
1: That sounds like the word the Lord gave Laura last week. Useless. Yeah. Uselessness. Fruitlessness. Powerlessness. Where Where do all those things live? In division. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so good.
1: Yeah. If If you think I have I've I've got this, just it seems like I'm always lacking power, or I'm. The things that I'm, you know, I'm trying to put my hand to, it just seems fruitless. Check out your unity gauge. Wow, that's what, powerful. How how much division do you have operating in your life? How much division are you making room for? Um, and these are these are things. That what's what's good news and honestly. Um, this is what I, I, have repeated myself here, but, um, this is what is liberty for us is you can change that. Yeah. Right. Yes. It, you and me are the ones that get to decide, uh, oh, you know what? I'm just going to rather be wronged <laughs> and <laughs> move on with this or, you know what? I'm not going to entertain this division, uh, anymore. And I say entertain, um, check out what, what makes you laugh? What are the jokes that you tend to tell when you get around your friends? Do you fall back on these, uh, friends where you just, just poking fun, uh, making, you know, you don't mean anything by it. You say you don't mean anything by it, but, um, making fun of differences, drawing attention to, uh, division there's just no place for it and like i said jesus is very clear here fruitless powerless useless that's the place of division fruitful powerful useful that's complete unity
0: wow that's so good yeah that is so good glory to god yeah amazing praise the lord yeah so when we when we see what Jesus is saying, a branch that is actually in union with Him is also in union with other branches, right? Yeah, <laughs> because it's the same life source, it's the same power, the same life union that He, you know, the the translator calls it with Jesus, and that life is bearing fruit. It's producing what it's designed to produce and just the same way when we are connected in unity to the father to jesus uh and to one another we we can enjoy the power of god in operation and manifestation and this is this is something that i really want us to get into which is the unity that we have in service and in you know, in ministry and, and with the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. Uh, this is this is something that we can build on from last week because last week we talked about being in unity with one another in the body of Christ and how each one of us are part of the body and we all, we, all, we are all unique. We are all necessary components for this body to work together. Yeah. And, uh, Pastor Matt was saying something amazing about a revelation that, that uh, Mark Hankins had about, um, Pastor Matt will say it better, but ha- about how the Lord has things to reveal to, to to Mark Hankins, but he wouldn't reveal it himself. He said that I've connected you with people in the body to reveal that to you through the body.
1: Yeah, so in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that every joint in the body supplies the body and the body works together. That supply chain works by love. And that's Ephesians. You can start reading in verse eight to verse 16 and see that, uh, that spelled out uh, in scripture. And the, uh, the Lord cares who gets used to accomplish his will. He, he has a plan. And so there, there are things, there are truth that I'll see from him, but I'm going to hear it through Laura. Mm. You know, she, she's going to say something and that will spark something on the inside of me. And, and then it opens up, uh, for me to hear from him. And let me share this. Uh, this is just a story. This maybe will help you. Um, but this really happened. <clears throat> there was a minister. Very, uh, I I talk about ministers a lot because that's those are the people I know. <laughs> um, there was a minister that's very close, very very close with the Lord, walking closely with the Lord, pursuing the Lord. And um, this man had been a student of the Scriptures at that at this time for nearly 35 years and uh, maybe more, more than 35 years actually. And um, he was in, he was invited to a a meeting uh, with a lot of people and there were several other ministers there. And one of the other ministers uh, that got up to speak actually made, a half joke, half cutting remark against this person, against this minister. And uh, if you were looking for a good reason to be offended, he found one. But he had already made his mind up that he was unoffendable. And so he just, he said, he just ignored it. He wasn't ignorant that the guy had was directing this comment to him, but he just ignored it. And the man then went into his message. Now he just made this very kind of off color, biting remark, and now he's beginning his message. The man that could have been offended decided he's not going to be because there's, there's just fruitless and uselessness there. And so he's just staying in the place of love. And he said it wasn't just but a few minutes later, he made a comment in passing. And when he did that, suddenly he received a revelation of something that he had been seeking God for for years. And the Lord revealed it to him. But the Lord revealed it to him through the mouth of this guy that had really moments before tried to offend him so how precious are our feelings to us (laughs) versus the fruitful useful and powerful benefit of being in union with God and staying in union with others
0: that's such a powerful story and and that's you know that's true on so many levels in in our lives that you know we can we can miss what God is trying to do for us especially that he's trying to get us so many things through many people that you know whether whether we like it or not if we're not careful we can miss those things because of our own prejudice our own emotions um our own hurt you know our own offense that we take against uh Against someone else who the Lord is trying to use to bless you, <laughs> like the, you know, he's he's literally trying to use those people to get His word across to you, and you know, don't don't miss that just because you know your your mind tells you this is how I'm supposed to receive it, or this is what that person is supposed to do or not do for me, or you know, how 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 could God use them? God can use anyone because He's gracious, you know. <laughs> God can can put his gifts in anyone. And that's why they're called gifts, right? I mean, we talk about, uh, he, you know, Ephesians chapter four says that he gave gifts to men. You know, a, a person sitting in a ministry office, it's not because they're amazing that they're sitting in that office. It's a gift, like a gift is something that is given freely. Now we can learn to use the gifts. We can learn to operate in a gift we can allow that gift to grow and we can deliberately make time to develop ourselves in these gifts but they are still gifts that this is not something that is received you know because of someone's excellence on the contrary this is god giving or putting a gift in someone despite of despite any shortcomings for your benefit like this is literally a gift that is given for the benefit of the person who is in contact with the gift. And so if you can't look past the person or if you can't see them the way you know, you're know you supposed to see them in the sense that this is a, a gift bearer of the Lord, you miss I'm it. not going to receive what the Lord put in them for me. Yeah. And you, you, know? you miss it. Yeah. And so it's so important that we walk in unity, so that we get over people and we get over emotions and we get over prejudice and and we get over past hurts and we get over, you know, flawed identity ideas of who we are or who, what, what, you know, that person has done to me or what happened to me in my past so that we can enjoy the gifts that God put in the body for me.
1: Yeah. I, uh, as, as you were talking, I, I, I thought of this illustration that um, Kenneth Hagin shared when I was in Bible school. And um, it's, it's appropriate uh, for, for what we're talking about because the benefit of unity is the manifestation of the anointing. And we can look at Psalm 133. Um, in fact, let's just read that. Psalm can,
0: can you say that again, Pastor Matt?
1: The benefit to being in unity is the manifestation of the anointing. That's when we talk about the anointing or the un, that unity brings results. The results is the manifestation of God's presence. Division is the manifestation of the devil, of the devil's presence. But Unity We invites the greater manifestation of God's glory. Yeah. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edge of the robes. And the picture here is where uh, the, when anointing oil was actually first made at the instructions of the Lord to Moses, and then he poured it on his brother's head. And there was not just a little bit, but it went all down his head, all down his beard to the, edge of his robes. And while that may sound messy, the Bible says that the anointing is a picture or a type of the Holy Spirit It's synonymous with the Holy Spirit. And again, the Bible says that the anointing destroys yokes of bondage. It removes burdens. Unity invites a greater manifestation of the presence of God, the anointing of God. We want that. Yep. This illustration, Kenneth Hagin was holding a meeting in a church and they had a pretty dynamic manifestation of the gifts of the spirit from First Corinthians 12. And the operation of this uh, manifestation of the spirit was the Lord used a, uh, church member, uh, that was part of this church. This is a, a smaller church, um, in the United States. This is many, many years ago. Uh, the man, uh, that was used of God mightily blessed everyone that was there. Um, was a rather new believer. Maybe he'd been, um, walking with the Lord for about one year. And um, Kenneth Hagin said that, you know, he had been praying and, and obviously desiring strong manifestations of the spirit of God. He's preaching the word. And then the Lord came on this man and he was used mightily. It was obviously God and everyone was blessed as a result of it. The meeting finished and, uh, brother Hagan said that he went back to where he was staying and he just could not, he just couldn't, he was not satisfied. He couldn't go to sleep. And finally he's, he got up and said, okay, Lord, I don't understand. Why did you use that man? Because I know something about him. I saw him go into this particular place in town because where, you know, he'd been there for some days and he was driving through the town and he would saw this particular person go into some place that he shouldn't have been. I don't know what it was. That was all he said. He went in some place he shouldn't have been. And uh, it didn't match for Kenneth Hagin's experience to see this man walk into this place and then to see him be used like that he said, Lord, I, I just, I'm not satisfied with that. I don't understand that. And he said, uh, Brother Hagin said that the Lord spoke to him, not in an audible voice, but in the way that he'll speak to any believer. And he said, your problem is you don't believe what you preach, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, what do you mean? He said, Why would you judge someone who you don't know who is, who belongs to me? He's my servant. He's my child. Why would you judge him? It's like, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, he said, how do you know he stayed in there? How do you know what happened when he went in there? How do you know why he went in there to begin with? He starts saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I don't, <laughs> please forgive me. And the story goes on, uh, continues, that man was mightily used of God. And Kenneth Hagan, you learned a valuable lesson about walking in love and being unoffendable and staying in the place of unity. If you want manifestations of the spirit of God, then stay in a place of unity not in a place of judgment. Yeah. I am not qualified to judge. Period. Neither am yeah. I. The reason the the reason the Bible says don't judge is because you and I are not qualified as judges. The Bible says that God is the judge. And so it's better and Paul actually brings this up to the Corinthians because they were Wanting to judge one another because we know The fear of the Lord it is good to not judge. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> We have been given a lot of authority over many things but not judging.
1: Yeah We can judge uh, fruit and The best fruit to judge is ours. Yeah We can know a tree by its fruit and the one that we need to spend the most time looking at is ours.
0: Yeah. You know, what, what you just said is is so important. And you said we need to stay in the place of unity. And actually, so, so Psalm 133, there's three verses. Yeah. Pastor Matt read two of them. I'm going to read the third one. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to read all of it because it's it's a short one and you'll be okay. Verse 100, so Psalm 133, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I like that it says dwell together. You know, I I know that that can mean coexist, but that can also mean live in that place together. You know, (laughs) verse 2, It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. That's a lot of oil, by the way. Yeah. Verse 3, It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion look at this for there in that place there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore glory to God so in that place of unity where we decide to dwell together with the brethren there in that place the Lord commanded blessing and life forevermore and So if we want to be connected to the life of God and we want the life of God to flow through us, for us and for others,
1: we need to live there,
0: in that place. Yeah. The place of unity.
1: The place of unity. Live in the place of unity. Yeah.
0: And the the truth is, how can you expect to flow or to allow the gifts of God to flow through you if you don't even understand what he's trying to do with them? Yeah. You know, there is... You know, whenever whenever I see, um, I don't know if I should be saying this, but I'll go ahead and say it. If I see wrong doctrine or certain theological points of argument, including the gifts of the Spirit, I know that it comes from one place and one place only, and that is a lack of revelation of the love of God. And the truth is, if... I know that I have, you know, this is, I believe this is something we're going to talk about in more detail in a later series this year. But if I have an understanding that God loves people, he loves them so much. He's not small and limited. He is big. He is a creator. He has power. I mean, I, he has power, you know. Would he not use it to help his children? Would Would he not reach his children through other children in whatever way, shape, or form he's able to reach them and bless them with his power and increase them with his ability and protect them with his might? Would he not do those things? Mm -hmm. And the reality is that people are are, are content debating these things based on what they've seen or not seen. But, But then we don't allow the heart of God to flow through us. And manifest itself through those gifts that he's promised the church yeah. for the benefit of the church.
1: So the, the power of God is in the place of unity. And I want us to look at Matthew chapter 18. But this is uh, what you just said is, is so key. And this is why, you know, we talk about this. It's why uh, grow groups are not debate clubs. Because uh, de- debates are manifestations of division. And what we want are manifestations of the anointing. And the anointing is poured out in the place of unity. Look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree, that sounds like unity, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Agree on earth about anything. This is Jesus talking. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, if any two of you, that means that this is open for anyone. Mm -hmm. If you'll agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my father who is in heaven. Why? Verse 20, because where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am where?
0: There. There. In the place.
1: I'm there. Yeah. So not where two or three gathered to debate and see who's right.
0: Wow. Because
1: yeah. uh, there's 40 chapters about that in Job. yeah right so in job you see you know this is the i made this joke where um job and his friends open up you know a bottle of wine w-h-i-n-e and they start whining (laughs) Whining. about their (laughs) situation and and then they're they're looking for why but they didn't find either one right they just found you know like it's just wine 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 and no why why I don't know, until Job finally got to the place where he was justified in his own eyes and his friends were all mad at him. But if two or three gather in his name, not in, in the name of, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm going to prove how much I know and you don't know, I'm going to impress you with um, all the different definitions that I know, No. If we'll gather together and get in that place of unity, there he is. What's he there for? To make sure whatever we ask is done.
0: Yeah. Because in that place, we know that we're asking with the right motive.
1: We're asking with the right motive. With the right heart. And we're connected to the place of usefulness. Yeah. Like Laura was saying, in division it's useless the devil's trying to get us divided so he can keep us useless in in unity in complete unity we have fruitfulness the power of God in manifestation and he's able to use us for his glory
0: yeah praise god yes and that you know that is the picture of of fellowship yes right because you know, we talked about this last year in our Good Company series. We're also going to come across this. You know, every year we, we want to talk about belonging together. You know, we want to talk about being called together. And fellowship really is, is defined as when we carry something together. You know, it's, it's, it's a picture of, of, of multiple people carrying the same thing, mm-hmm. going in the same direction with the same thing. And that is just that is it this is this is a picture of it you know we when we are in unity, when we have um when we have this common vision, this common heart of God binding us together in that place, then we can actually accomplish what we're supposed to accomplish and 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 the power of God meets the heart of God in us and and then things start happening, yeah. You know i I do want to take this uh, a step further. I want to look at second Corinthians chapter five, and I, I want to touch on this um, this thing that Paul says, which is so let let me start reading actually in in verse sixteen. I'm, I'm going to read a few uh, a few verses here, therefore, from now on, we regard no one. According to the flesh, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna pause right there. I was gonna say
1: so let's uh, let's figure out why it says therefore. Okay. Therefore, so there must be some like because of this. What was this? It must be that thing that was said before that verse fourteen. Because the love of Christ controls us. Having concluded this that one died for all. So the foundation yeah for that's all really that you're going to all we're going to read here is Jesus died for everyone. Yeah. Even the ones you don't like. <laughs> he he gave himself which is if you spend some time thinking about it God didn't create some special machine being to do this redemption for us, for himself. He swore by himself. He made an oath of himself and then he gave of himself. That is the basis on which Paul says, because of, because of that, we, verse 16, from now on, we don't look at the way people are in their flesh.
0: Yeah. Praise God.
1: <laughs> Talk about seeing people the way God sees them.
0: The love, of, the love of Christ compels me to see someone the way he sees them. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good.
1: How does he see them? purchased washed called blessed justified sanctified useful powerful in their place my son my daughter man <laughs> yeah, that's so
0: right. so the difference between uh, me and someone who doesn't know Jesus yet is that they don't know him yet yes that is it yep. and they can know him with my help with your help. Yes, with, that's right. With our church. Yes. That's awesome.
1: And also what verse 19 says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me try to read this. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just
0: joking. This is so important. You know, thank you, because we started the right place, you know. The, the right place is verse 14, which is the love of Christ compels us. And moving on to verse 16. therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Right. I don't have the right as a believer to look at people the way my flesh sees them, yeah. which is they're from this place. They did this. They have this history. They have this CV. Right. They have this attitude. They they said the right thing. They said the wrong thing. I don't have the right as a believer to see them that way
1: anymore. Yeah, and I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let their fleshly act disqualify them. From something that Jesus gave Himself to give them. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know Him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Let me, let me say it again. Be completely united with God. Yeah. Th- that is what, who he's called us to be because we are united
1: with him. The love of Christ compels me. And you can be completely united with the Father because of what God did for you in Christ. Yeah, Yeah it is the greatest demonstration of love it is all grace that we receive by faith my righteous deeds are filthy rags compared to what god did for me in christ
0: yeah
1: his blood plus nothing is enough for me yeah glory to god thank god for the blood of jesus yes That's right. Thank God for what he's done for us. And how can we not be compelled, constrained in, in like Paul says, the, the message and word of reconciliation pouring out from us when we see what he's done. And, and this is to your point. Um, the difference is, they just don't know. Yet. And yet, and once, that, that's our job, is to let them know. That's, I, I'm passionate to let people know at least what I know, so they can build from there and go further.
0: Yeah. yeah. So when, when the Lord says that he has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that means that we are, we are all empowered to help others who don't know Jesus have this reconciliation with God through Jesus. So every single person who doesn't know Jesus, in that word, there is ability to introduce them to Jesus. Yeah.
1: Praise God. And the greatest way to introduce someone to Jesus is to get them connected to his body. Mm. And... That's not just about um, getting church meetings full, it's about getting people in the same place that you are, that place of unity, which is the place of usefulness. It's the place of fruitfulness. It's the place where God's power is demonstrated. It's union with Him and union with others. Unity brings results. We want those results, the way we get those results is we bring people together and we make the decision to live unoffendable and stay in the place of unity.
0: Yeah, praise the Lord. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close here with, uh, with John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. This is the command, commandment of Jesus. He says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It starts there. I mean, the the, the place of unity is where all the ability is. You know, the place of unity is where all that power is. All that that power to help others be reconciled to God is in the place of unity. So when we stay there, when we live there with others... Then things can happen you know there there is a um uh, w- what what is what is what is the word this this week there unity brings results yes. so in that place we can see results uh through us for others Thank and God. for ourselves as well yes hallelujah so in you know this this brings us to what we're actually going to talk about next month, which is it's a series called Power to Change, and it's not, maybe it's not what you think it is. You know, there's there's a lot more there, but it is about reaching out. It is about walking in that ministry of reconciliation, living out that ministry of reconciliation that God gave us. So we're going to see how to do that more effectively and I want to say more holistically, you know, it's not, it's not, not only about what we say, of, of course, this, this month, we talked about how loving one another can help others see Jesus. And we're going to see more facets, more truth around that. Uh, and, and in our walks with the Lord and how that impacts others. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to our discussion uh, for our, our March series. And
1: we'll see you back here soon. Yeah. As we finish, I just want to encourage you. Refuse any bit of division. And you can recognize division easily when you start saying it's me versus them. It's me versus him. It's me versus her. They, they, me refuse to allow yourself to move into that place of division stay in the place of unity because the place of unity is the place of god's manifest presence for you it's the place of fruitfulness and great power that he would show through you lebanon needs you in the place of unity i want you to know that we love you and we're praying for you and i'm looking forward to our next time together God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.